0: Hey friends and fam, it's John and this is J-Mart cast your destination for Monday morning insight about physical and financial health. What's going on? How are you? Great to be back. Missed a couple of weeks there since our trip, my wife and I, my trip to Belize. I um, didn't do any episodes, partly because I've been busy. There was family day there. I had a great time with family. Hope you also had a nice quality time whether it be with your spouse, your children, your parents, or siblings. Hope it was nice. Mine was definitely uh, quality time with the children. Uh, we went to the science center with the kids and and grandparents, so that was really nice. They really enjoyed that. Um, but anyway, and in addition to that, missed a couple weeks there because I got sick almost immediately after coming home from that Belize trip with my wife. You know, I was feeling great from the trip, on a high note, not paying attention to my body as closely as I normally do, which basically uh, meant that I didn't notice as the symptoms of the illness were coming on. And by the time I knew for sure I was sick, it was too late to kind of prevent it from happening. As I've shared before on the podcast, when I am really on top of it, on top of my health and paying attention very closely, you can kind of feel the illness coming on very early from like day one, basically. And if you do that, you can kind of shut down. If it's just a basic gold, you can shut it down, which is what I usually do with um, these zinc lozenges from uh, Life Extensions brand, really like these huge lozenges that uh, take forever, like something like 20 to 30 minutes to dissolve in your mouth. And as it's dissolving, the zinc is, uh, you know, traveling through your nasal passages, getting to the site of infection where there's lots of virus and uh, the zinc uh, molecule or element itself is able to bind to the reverse transcriptase of the viruses, block that from making more copies of the virus so that your uh, immune system has fewer copies to deal with to shut it down. And if you can do that early on in the infection process, you can pretty much kill the cold. And I've done that many times before. But this time around, it was like we got back like, say, um, something like Saturday or Sunday in the week. And only by Friday, I knew for sure I was, I was ill. So in those five days, I'm pretty sure the, uh, the virus had replicated enough times that it couldn't be shut down. And then unfortunately, I had to deal with nearly three weeks of illness from that. You know, I was only really sick, kind of tired, achy, sick for about three, four days at most. But then the, the, what do you call it, symptoms of like uh, congestion and coughing and all that continued for a long, long time. Still a little bit congested, but mostly a lot better. The last few d- days I've been actually able to sleep with my mouth closed, breathing in through my nose, which has made a whole world of difference in being able to wake up feeling rested as opposed to waking up super groggy and tired with a gross dry mouth because it's been wide open most of the night. So anyway, sorry to (laughs) gross you out with that. But it's an important thing when thinking about health is how closely are we paying attention to it day to day? Because like I said, if we're able to notice these things right from the start, we can squash them and prevent them from getting worse, which is why I was thinking about that aura Ring. I don't know if people use aura Ring very much. I haven't used it myself. I have a couple of friends who use it, but that thing's really good because it kind of in the mornings, it gives you a readiness score based on the sleep you've had. And I I think it also uh, factors in your heart rate variability. And with that, it can kind of tell you whether you're starting off the day on the right foot or perhaps not so well. And with that readiness score, that could be a really good way to indicate to yourself whether you're, you know, possibly sick or not. And you know, if you get that readiness score and it's low, then you can maybe pay closer attention to how you're feeling, perhaps feel that little bit of tingle in the back of your throat that's uh, going to develop into a, a worse cough or something and then start the routine of uh, trying to get yourself better. So maybe that's something I'm going to start to incorporate, you know, not necessarily get an aura ring, but in the mornings have like a little journal that I write uh uh, how I'm feeling in the morning, just a little quick check-in, you know, am I feeling okay, how's my congestion, how's my throat, how's my energy levels, am I achy, might be a good idea to incorporate that in the mornings to give me a better idea of how I'm feeling, and then uh, that will dictate the rest of my decisions and actions for the for the remainder of the day or week, whatever, right? Anyways, um, so that's what I'm thinking from a Physical health perspective, um, from a financial health perspective, I've been paying a lot of attention to kind of world events um, related to Bitcoin because really I think if you want to have good financial health in addition to good physical health, really you should be at least partially learning and investing in Bitcoin. That's my idea, that's my opinion. I'm sharing this with friends and family because I uh, want the people closest to in my life to benefit from the knowledge that I've gained from learning about it. But kind of let's move away from uh, Bitcoin a little bit and just talk about global events and how they're related to Bitcoin. So one of the things that I haven't talked about that happened in the last two or three weeks that I haven't been doing an episode was Tucker Carlson went and did an interview with Putin, Vladimir Putin, the president of Russia. And if you haven't checked it out, I recommend you go and take a look at it. It's two hours long and, you know, there's definitely a lot of Russian propaganda in that interview where Putin's telling a bunch of lies. Um, for example, one of the things he talked tries to say is that Russians and Ukrainians are like the same people and, and there's not much difference between them. And, you know, he's trying to whitewash uh, Ukrainian history to kind of be like, oh, they're the, they're the same as Russians. So, which is not true. I think there there's a lot of similarities between Ukrainian-Russian culture and history, but there's all very distinct differences as well. I've lived in both countries um, only for like two or three months in Ukraine, but it's long enough to have understood (laughs) what it is to be Ukrainian versus what it is to be a Russian, where I lived actually for three years. And one of the things that he said is that in Soviet era, they try to like... um, um, what did they? What did he say? He, he said that during the Soviet times, where Ukraine was part of the Soviet Union, they try to emphasize the Ukrainian language more and the Ukrainian culture over the Russian one, which is completely false. During the Soviet times, they try to re- emphasize the Russian culture over all the Soviet republics way more so. So that's a complete lie. But some of the things that Putin did say did make a lot of sound sense, and they did, and they weren't like actual lies. For example, he criticized. America for using the US dollar as a weapons kind of system to put sanctions on a bunch of countries. And he's like, this is a bad mistake because the whole power that the US has is through the dollar, is through the fact that everybody wants dollars. So if you're limiting some people's ability to use dollars, what you're doing is you're sending a signal to the rest of the world that if you step out of line, with America, the US dollar is going to be taken away from you. You won't be able to use it. So that makes people think twice now about accumulating US dollars as a way of preserving your wealth. And so if the world doesn't want US dollars, the US is screwed. He's like, I think the direct quote is like, do people in office and actually know what they're doing? Like this is like he's like he goes, I don't want to use strong language, but this is stupid. Anyways, that was the highlight, I think, for me of, of the Putin, uh, interview. But the other thing about it is, was the, just the contrast of having this two hour long conversation between Tucker Carlson and Putin, where Putin for the first half hour gives like this long detailed history about, uh, Russia and Ukraine, history lesson about Russia and Ukraine. Meanwhile, I think on the same day, it was like maybe a day after it was like the Super Bowl, right? And, um, during the Super Bowl, you have like this commercial with Biden complaining about how uh shrinkflation is making all his favorite snacks smaller for the same price. And, and this is like what he's talking about, right? It was like, on the one hand, you see Putin giving a serious interview where he's like talking about the history of Russia in great detail without like referring to any notes. On the other hand, you got the American president, doing a commercial about how shrinkflation is bad and all his processed foods that he loves eating (laughs) are, are getting more expensive. It's like such a joke to compare the two. And then an additional contrast between those two was also, I think around the same time, maybe one or two days apart, was the speech that President Bukele, the president of El Salvador, gave after his victory um, where there was a democratic vote for the new president uh, and he won by a landslide basically the biggest margin of victory in any democratic vote he won it, and then he had this amazing speech that he gave from uh, the their government building like their white house equivalent to a large group of people like i think when you look at the video you see tens of thousands if not a hundred thousand people gathered in front of this big palace building as he's giving his speech and it's a great speech worth checking out but yeah just the contrast of seeing these three men one decrepit old man they can barely keep it together um oh they can barely keep it together and doesn't talk about anything real or important then you got the other old um you know ruler who is a lot more there and kind of in his uh, uh, mental faculties but is an old school kind of leader who who rules with um i guess might as opposed to like ruling for the people he's just like ruling for himself and then you got the new guy that's actually the democratic leader elected by people actually helping people by putting prisoners in jail it, to me i kind of the way i looked at it, it was like the ghost of pr- christmas past that, that's that's pr- putin <laughs> the ghost of christmas present that's uh biden like currently in power but soon to be out right and the ghost of uh, christmas future that's uh bukele leading his country into the future of, with with kind of like bright future ahead of them oh yeah and then there was one more contrasting figure there of course donald trump he just had a 350 million dollar fine put on him in like new york courts for um taking out a loan and paying it back fully <laughs> so dumb this is the world we live in now where, you know, uh, the political opponents are targeted with the justice system. <laughs> this used to be stuff that you would read about in history books about like Soviet Russia, but uh, now we've... Uh, the West has caught up with Soviet Russia. It's kind of a sad thing to think about, but that's the world we live in. Yeah, New York's just going completely to shit. Like um, I saw in the news there, uh, New York City's mayor is talking about how All the migrants coming into New York, they're going to give them $10,000 debit cards with no requirement for ID whatsoever. Just whoever comes, give them a $10,000 debit card, go spend it. (laughs) Yeah, that's going to help things a lot for sure. There's not going to be any people scamming that whatsoever. Speaking of migrants, I don't know if you guys have been paying attention to this at all, but... The U.S. Southern, southern border is pretty wide open, and there's millions of people coming through. And if you don't think they're coming through there and then going all the way up to Canada, you are, you know, living in la la land. That's definitely happening. There's people coming in from the southern border of the United States that, that are making it all the way up to Canada. So who knows what this is going to lead to, but it's not good things. Like borders are there for a reason. Obviously, as an m- immigrant, I'm Okay with immigrants coming to Canada and the United States, but you got to do it through a legal process. We gotta like at the border check who's coming in, whether they're gonna be like people worth having, <laughs> right? That kind of stuff, or are they coming in just to like stir shit up and break shit up and you know kill people, be be just bad human beings, right? If you're just gonna let people in, uh, like without any way of checking them, then obviously some people, bad people are going to come through. But anyway, it's um, not something that's completely, it's something completely out of my control. So all I can do is point it out, talk about it, but not going to feel one way or another about it. It's just the way it is, unfortunately. Anyway, speaking of Tucker Carlson, the Putin interview wasn't even like the biggest interview I would say that happened in the last two or three weeks that Carlson, Tucker Carlson did. The more impressive one was with an interview with someone named Mike Benz. So who is this guy? Mike Benz is the executive director of the Foundation for Freedom Online. And during the interview, he basically offers an analysis, an in-depth analysis of the modern censorship and its impact on our fundamental rights. So for example, Tucker Carlson asked him, About the Pentagon, he said, the Pentagon, did it censor Americans during the 2020 election cycle? And then Mike Benz says, yes, they did. The 2020 election cycle and then the COVID-19 pandemic, he would argue those are the most censored events in human history. He called the tools that they have for censoring people weapons of mass deletion. He says that the um, technology has the ability to censor tens of millions of posts with just a few lines of code. He talked about a government-funded virality project, which identified six dissident narratives about COVID-19, and he broke them down into subclaims for monitoring and censorship through um, machine learning models, and they aimed to control the spread of this information that would be harmful to the official narratives and to individual official individuals, such as Tony Fauci. He goes to say that whenever something started to trend that was bad for what the Pentagon wanted or was bad for what Tony Fauci wanted, they were able to take this, take down tens of millions of posts. And they did this in the 2020 election about the mail-in ballots as well. Yeah, it's crazy stuff. He just talks about how basically the CIA is using all the tactics it used for creating revolutions all around the world. Now it's like aimed that ability. Uh, that action towards internally towards the American people, as opposed to the international community. Um, even if like half or less than half of what this guy says is true is, is mind blowing. It's freaking crazy. So worth checking that interview out to Mike Benz on Tucker Carlson. All right. The last couple of things I want to touch on was the whole, um, Navalny thing that happened. So Navalny is, um, a, um, political opponent to Vladimir Putin in Russia, who, like, I think he survived one assassination attempt. And then he came back to Russia and got arrested. And he's been in jail ever since, or prison. And he just recently died. Pretty soon after the Tucker Carlson interview with Putin, I think maybe Putin was hoping that the propaganda that he was supplying through that interview would make him look good and, and America look bad. And that that way he could get away with killing Navalny and people would just be like that couldn't have been him <laughs> definitely was i'm sure he killed that guy which sucks that guy was from what i've seen and heard about him was a good dude and like had courage to actually stand up to a dictator like Putin which is you know takes balls of steel to do something like that but no one as everyone was um criticizing Putin for this alleged murder of a of his political opponent no one's talking about the fact that US at the same time is working on the extradition of Julian Assange uh, where he would he's supposed to spend like over 100 years in prison <laughs> in a prison cell uh when they do extradite him so it's like come on man like you can't be criticizing Putin at the same time as you're about to take this dude who just printed not printed but uh, he um published information about um, what the U.S. government was doing, like illegal actions of the U.S. government. All he did was publish information. And now he's going to have to spend hundreds of years in prison. Obviously not that long. He's going to die before. Before then, or hopefully, if a, a real president gets elected, they'll pardon him and everything. Him and Edward Snowden, Julian Assange and Edward Snowden, should not be political prisoners. They should be allowed to come back to the United States as as like heroes. I guess Julian Assange is an American, so he doesn't have to come back to the United States. He can just go back to Sweden. I think he's Swedish. But yeah, this is the world we live in now where political opponents get killed and journalists doing their job get imprisoned. But while all this is happening, Bitcoin is just running smoothly. TikTok next block We are sitting at block height 831,987. Price of one Bitcoin is trading at 51,656 US dollars. And one US dollar will buy you a fraction of a Bitcoin. Remember, one Bitcoin can be subdivided 100 million times in dollars. A dollar gets subdivided into 100 cents. For a Bitcoin, it gets subdivided into 100 million sats or satoshis, sats for short. So one US dollar will buy you 19,035 sats. Um, that number is going to trend lower and lower, meaning the price of Bitcoin is going to go higher and higher as we're going into a bill market in this and next year. So be prepared for that. Friends and fam, don't let crappy articles about how bitcoins is bad for the environment and other things like that where they put fear uncertainty and doubt into your mind about bitcoin don't let those things get to you if you have any real questions about it please reach out and ask me you can email me at jmartfit at substack.com you can reach out to me on social media at jmartfit on twitter and x or instagram too and um i'm on Noster as well just reach out if you have any questions happy to answer. But yeah, most importantly, just don't rely on Google searches to give you answers because those things are so biased, they will not give any real information anymore. Like look at this Google um, AI image tool that they just released that lasted like less than a week because it was so woke that when people asked to generate images of white people, it wouldn't do it. I don't know if you guys heard about this, but like you could go to the Google image generator. I think it was called Gemini and ask it to give you images of the founding father fathers or images of like Vikings of like whatever group of people that are like very explicitly white. The image tool would not actually generate images of white people because it was so woke that it would take your prompt and then add wokeness to it and then release images of like, you know, black people. Not that there's anything wrong with black people being like, generated images of them. But, you know, if you're asking for an image of founding fathers, you don't want to see, uh, like, unless you're doing it as a joke, if you want it to be like very accurate, then there shouldn't be any black people who are founding fathers or who are Vikings, like, obviously, right? Um, it's kind of ridiculous. So it just goes to show how woke and demented the people at Google are and how, you know, one sided they are with everything. So when you're trusting your searches to find information through Google, you're just not going to get anything that's unbiased, that's factual, that's not narrative driven. So keep that in mind as we go through 2024, kind of like the greatest year so far in terms of figuring out all the bullshit that's going on in politics and in the world of power and control. More and more is being revealed and uh, we're here to witness it and protect ourselves through um uh, being involved in bitcoin so friends and fam learn about bitcoin invest in bitcoin and let's get to freedom together with all that we've come to the end of the podcast thank you for so much for joining me again this week i appreciate you all i really love for you all to please leave a comment or send me a message at jmartfit at substack.com like i said you can also reach me through social media and nostr all the links are in the description Love you all. Have a good week. Stay active. Be grateful. Jmart out.